Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Yes, I am Dr. Bernie Beidman, MD, and this is Connecting with Coincidence. And 
Something happened recently that fits with our guest, Guy Nelson, and the way he's thinking about synchronicity. I've been wanting to visit the Monroe Institute, uh, which is south of Charlottesville, for a long time. So I decided to take a day away from the radio show uh, last week and go visit there. I asked a colleague if he was going to be there, and he said he probably not, uh, but I just wanted to go. A few weeks after that decision, after I canceled the show for last week, I went to a meeting at the, at the Division of Perceptual Studies at the University of Virginia. Uh, here we study reincarnation, near-death experiences, and parapsychology. Coincidence Studies offers the general public a less threatening opening to ideas like these, so the group suits me. We had a new visitor, the new head of the Monroe Institute. He came to lunch with a group of us, and we got acquainted. I gave him my book, Connecting with Coincidence, and asked if he would meet with me on March 28th when I planned to be there. Keep in mind, I had planned to be there before I met Scott Taylor uh, and asked him to meet me on the 28th. We met. He gave me a super tour. During the tour, one of the staff started showing us photos of energy patterns coming off of people. The physician who takes these pictures showed up. It turned out this guy only goes there uh, twice a year. Uh, I've been wanting to find someone who could measure energy between people, and he could do it, but has not. And coincidentally, he knew my work about synchronicity. So how do these meetings happen? Our guest today will tell us about meaningful history selection, how the cosmos responds to our decisions, and how we should be bold and dive into the flow, trusting things will work out, and why you should not bother to regret. And our guest is Sky Nelson. He is the author of the new book, Living in the Flow, Science, the Science of Synchronicity and How Your Choices Shape Your World. Sky is a physics educator, speaker, author, and musician. He has a master's degree in physics from San Francisco State University with a thesis in string theory and a BS in physics from UC Berkeley. He brings together the connection between synchronicity, physics, and real life using his research and original ideas. As an active researcher in quantum foundations, his research is supported through grant funding from a private foundation. Sky Nelson is also a multi-instrumentalist and professional performer of award-winning musical compositions. Welcome to the show, Sky. Thanks, Bernie. It's great to be here. And it's good to have you back. I, what, I, what is most profoundly interesting about your book and what you're doing is that more than anyone else that I've read and talk with, you emphasize personal responsibility in the creation of coincidences. Yeah, I absolutely think that's really important. I, I've come to the perspective that most of us misunderstand life most of the time. We can't see our experiences clearly. We have things show up in our path that seem like obstacles or might seem like possibilities, but we just don't think they're really, we're really capable of jumping on them, you know, for, for, for internal reasons. We might have some, some message in our own brain that's stopping us from taking advantage of stuff or reasons why we think the world always goes wrong. But uh, when we when we take comments as criticisms or try to defend our views, what we're doing, I think, is misinterpreting the role of the responsive cosmos. That the cosmos is sending us messages that are just helping us grow and helping us learn. And so when we can start to to see the world and our experiences through that lens, 
we become more receptive to what the messages are from our experiences and, and don't take them personally and actually can work with what we would normally call negative experiences to actually learn and become more vulnerable and have more intimacy in our lives and ultimately more freedom. Yeah, uh, uh, that story I told at the beginning was very much like um, stories from your book um, where you talked about a guy that uh, was afraid to jump into a river, um, yeah. but, but the flow was going to take him to the right place. And it was a very good metaphor of how I just picked the the, the day of the 28th of, of March to go to this Monroe Institute without knowing what was going to happen. I just jumped into the flow and there were three things that happened that made it a great experience. And that, and that was going with the flow and hoping it works. What you just talked about was when negative things happen, you can turn them into positive. But before we get into some more of that, uh, what, what bothered me about what you just said and what I read is the cosmos does something. And I think I'd like you to be able to tell us better what you mean by the cosmos there. Right. Well, so what I study is space and time and the, the real fabric of well, the cosmos of the universe. So I mean everything, including extending out into all of space and, and, and the planets and the stars and the galaxies and all that. I mean, I don't focus on that from an astronomical point of view, but I'm looking at just the fundamental fabric of space and time. We know in physics how to describe the, the path of a ball through space, you know, a baseball flying through the air. We can describe that with equations. We can describe how your legs work and carry you from place to place using leverage and muscles and chemistry and all that stuff. What we can't describe and don't even believe exists is uh, a pattern or a description of why certain experiences happen. So we can describe the experiences, but we can't explain why one branch of the what, this called, what they call the universal wave function, this branching multiplicity of worlds, in the many worlds hypothesis of quantum mechanics, we can't explain why one branch happens over another. And specifically, we can't explain why one that's more meaningful would happen over another. So my effort is to try and understand from a, the perspective of you know, us being beings that live in space and time, why more meaningful situations unfold rather than less meaningful ones. And so just to summarize that for your story, you make a decision to go to this place on the 28th, and here's the key element, that the, the fabric of events in, in your life, the fabric of space-time events, evolves itself and adapts itself to your choice. So you are then essentially selecting out the, the branch of this tree of possibilities that most aligns with your choice and you can do that in this retroactive way, which pulls out the ones that are more meaningful. So you don't have to worry about being in the right place at the right time. The right place in the right time is evolving around your choices. And that, that phrase evolves around your choices. Uh, we'll probably come back to, but that's a hypothesis based on pragmatics because you've you've seen it happen. I just described how that can happen. But it's that's innovative. That's that's a new way of thinking about things. And rather than getting too much into that, just to stay with the idea that that somehow uh, the cosmos evolves around your choices is so crucial 
in the way I'm trying to get people to think about coincidences, that rather than say it's God did it or it's fate or it's random or it's, or it's chance, we are in the middle of those two things. We have personal responsibility for their creation. And you're beginning to describe for me a, a, a way in which that might happen. And I think that's a superb contribution to the study of coincidences. Thank you. I, I think it really comes down to empowerment, and that's why I, I feel so good about this book and what I'm trying to say in it, because ultimately it's, it's sharing that no matter where we are on our path, we don't need to take full responsibility for every aspect of our lives. That's, that's important. It's a caveat. And yet, no matter where we are, we can count on, if we have a clear perspective on what life is trying to show us in the moment, then we can begin to respond effectively to it and find that synchronicities show up in our path to help us. And especially in little ways. I'm not talking about the really big synchronicities that you know just astound you, but just the little ones of how life shows up to get you through your day in a positive fashion. And that's another great thing about what you've written and what you're now saying is these little ones really are uh, big ones in the broader scheme of things. They are part of the way things work. We don't have to always go for the big shiny objects. These little ones work for us. Yeah, that's, a, that's from the Tao Te Ching, I think. Take care to uh, make small changes while small changes can make a big difference later on down the road. Don't wait until they become big problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're coming to the end of this, this segment, one of the one of the other definitional problems I had in your book is what is meaningful history selection. Now, we have a minute on that one. Please start on it. We'll continue with it afterwards. If you imagine a, a branching tree of possibilities that I described a minute ago, marking each direction, each choice you can make as a different branch of that tree, and it's just this really, really complicated, diverse tree of possible choices and, and other people's choices too that, that could be made. Um, the key element is that you are this is an apple tree, which grows apples on branches that align with your choices or align with your intent. And those apples weigh down the branches that they're on. So some of the branches on this tree have apples and some don't. And in the end, some of the branches are then heavier than others and they become more likely than others. And so this process, the, the heavier apples become more likely to be the selected branches and, and the, those are the meaningful ones that align with your choices. So that's what we call meaningful history selection. All right, we're, we're coming to the end of this segment, and I think we need to be able to go through that a little bit more. Uh, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and we are speaking with Sky Nelson, who is the author of a new book, Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity and How Your Choices Shape Your World. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions. 
offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are talking with Sky Nelson, whose major contribution includes emphasizing self-responsibility and empowerment in the creation of synchronicities. We were talking about meaningful history selections, Sky, and maybe you can give us a, an illustration that's like the one I, I gave at the beginning, but you've got another one that you can tell us. Uh, yeah, these come up for me so frequently that I, I really like to practice using recent stories because I have a whole catalog of older stories, especially, you know, some in the book. And But this one that I have is my new favorite. It's from, just from uh, two weeks ago. So it's a collection of a series of synchronicities that all came together to illustrate also how this can get in, me into the flow. And when you pay attention to these synchronicities, they can get you into this experience of optimal functioning or optimal motion through life that we call flow. So at this particular time, I was single parenting because my wife was out of town for a few days, and I got my daughter to school, raced out the door on time, you know, barely on time, hardly keeping my own attitude together, not not uh, being cranky with her, you know, trying to maintain all that. I get, I have to go all the way across the county to go to a, a workshop I'm going to lead that evening, and I arrive at my destination about three hours early. So I'm thinking, oh, this is great because I'm kind of anxious about. The, the presentation. I'm anxious about connecting with the people there when they show up. It's a town I haven't been in uh, in a long time. And so I'm going to spend my time that I have working on my slides and practicing my talk. I'm going to try and adjust, uh, deal with my own inner worry about this event by practicing and perfecting what I'm doing. But life had different plans for me. So uh, as we talked about, the, the apples on this tree, for me in this case, represented situations in which I feel more connected and more at ease and, and, and very happy with the way my talk goes, have the experience of connection with the audience. That's what I was after. And my thought the way to do that was to perfect my talk and 
move my slides around on the PowerPoint deck. <laughs> but what happened was uh, I was feeling really run down, so I took a little nap before I got started on working, and I just lay back in my car. And when I woke up half an hour later, my battery was dead. So here's the first synchronicity, right? Because the universe is get, sending me a dead battery, which narrates my life for me, because that's exactly what's going on inside of me. My own battery was dead. I was oh, totally here, run here's, down. Here, here's one of my questions. The universe didn't do your battery. You didn't take care of your battery. Well, yes, and th this is this is exactly why I think th this approach is so useful, because the I, I think I left the lights on, right? So I yeah, did something that's, that caused that's that. That's you. Yeah, that's you. But my battery had never died in the 12 years that I've owned the car. And so this particular day, my particular action uh, caused the battery, and the battery was at a point in its life cycle where it was dead. It had to be replaced. Yes, yes. And so and the, what the I'm, physical... What I'm, what I'm yeah. emphasizing here is in your story, you call the universe doing it to you. You contributed to the problem that you were then confronted with. Right, right. I, I think that's important. I don't like the idea that the universe is doing something to me. So I'm glad you brought that up. What, what's happening is a weaving together of circumstances. So that's my, right. My that's need, right. Yeah. yeah. My need is to have this experience of connection in my workshop with people. Yes. And the what I am calling the universe is essentially just the weaving together of the fact that my battery was at the end of its life and I had no idea and that I decided to take a nap at that moment because I was feeling exhausted and I left my lights on because it had been foggy in my drive. So all those three things come together in a way that uh, ultimately made me get out of my car, call emergency road service. While I'm waiting for emergency road service, I, a neighbor comes by and says if asks if they can help and i say well no i've got i've got a tow truck coming but here's a card for my workshop and i started telling her about my workshop and she was really interested and then someone else pulled and, up and, and that and that one is not just the universe that is you um taking this window of opportunity mm -hmm. to give the card to the person you right. you you did that right so it was an opportunity that you seized it didn't just happen to That's you right that's you right. did it. And, and the I, 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 reason I'm talking about the battery and the lights and this is because I want to continue the emphasis of personal responsibility and how we make these things happen. Exactly. I think that's so important. And this comes back to the idea of empowerment. We are empowered to be creators in this, in this cosmos, but it's a mutually um, interactive process. We take a step and that, that essentially sets up, you know, what is it that we're looking for? I'm looking to be more connected to my audience and I take a step in that direction and the cosmos sends me a, you know, an experience that as a dead battery, which makes me get out of my car and meet a neighbor. This woman ended up coming to my workshop. Yeah, and I had, yeah, I had yeah. a few other experiences like that. Another woman stopped and asked me for directions while I was standing on the side of the road. And in the directions, I also mentioned, again, like you said, I took advantage and mentioned my workshop. And she was really excited because she was going through a transition in her life and looking for some guidance. And so she ended up bringing me a sandwich that I ha had for dinner. So, so for it, her, the universe, you could say, was making something happen for her, too. So these coincidences, right. uh, when they involve two people, also involve the other person and the decision she is making to get to where you were. It comes back to the idea of weaving. I think synchronicity is, and flow are the universe's way of weaving our lives together in a way that's mutually beneficial. Yeah. And this is why I think flow is such an important concept for our communities and our society right now, because it's, it involves letting go of our own attachment to the way that we think things should go 
and still still being able to get through flow get to what we're after rather than through more control of life flow is this space in between or that transcends whether we should be in more control of life or just surrender to life because you're, you're you're really pointing out that we we shouldn't just surrender to circumstances because synchronicity doesn't just happen to us there's a mutuality in it and what Mihai Csikszentmihalyi the author of the book flow talks about is that flow is the experience of letting go of the worry about whether we're in control and just diving into the experience and sometimes we're in control and sometimes we're surrendering to who comes down the, the sidewalk at that moment and being ready to take advantage of the opportunities that show up by being uh, responding ourselves to the cosmos that's so, that's so, that, that, that sweet spot between control and surrender I, I get I get there in dance um, mm-hmm. it, it, and it, it is a, a spot where somehow I can have a bunch of energy going through me without having to try too hard yeah and I think dance is a great metaphor because we are dancing with life yes and, and flow is if, if we can't if we can't just plan to be more in control of life like that would be easy right just take a class you know, I, here's how to have more lists and take charge of your finances. But then the, that would be easy. But that's not the goal. And the goal is not to just surrender. You can go to a, um, a meditation circle and learn how to just surrender and, and let the world wash over you. But this is really about finding the, the ability to show up to life and not know which is the right thing to do. And for me, it opens up a, a space of vulnerability to the world where I show up and I don't actually know unless I connect with people. I don't know what it is that's needed in that moment to bring it forward. And when you gave that talk, you were able to connect, partly because two people you knew were there. Right, exactly. So the audience was uh, was composed of, of quite a few people that I had connected with in that in those few hours before the workshop. Instead of working on my slides, I had to break the seal of my car and step out into the world, and I actually built up my own experience of connection from that. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, along with that is is the Lorax uh, idea. Uh, could you tell us about that? The Lorax process is a simple set of steps that I think can help us pay attention to synchronicities and get into flow. So the first step is to listen. And this is like listening to life circumstances. And it's not just listening to people, it can be listening, just noticing what circumstances are coming up in life. So let me tell a brief story as I go here. I was uh, looking to fix a sprinkler head in my yard, and so I went to the hardware store with my daughter, and she was nagging me, and you know, I was trying to uh, ignore her while I found the part I needed. And I, I wasn't listening to the circumstance, which was that she had some information to share with me. And she was you know, five at the time. And uh, the next step is to, so finally I did listen to her and I said, honey, what do you need? And so then she said, I have, a, I have something here. Will this help? And I said, no, honey, that's not the right thing. That's a cap. That's not a sprinkler head. And then I opened my mind. This is the second step to open. I thought, well, I'm pretty sure it's not the right thing, but maybe I need to pay attention here. And then I reflected on the circumstance. I thought to myself, well, she's got a different solution. She would cap off the sprinkler, and I would just have a, have a lower sprinkler volume for my water flow on, on the thing I'm trying to do. Her solution might actually work better than mine. So by reflecting, I'm able to see how the circumstance that, that appeared to me might actually be useful. And then I had to release, that's the second R, to release my attachment to what I thought was the right solution. And then from there, I can act. That's the A. 
And from there, I was able to say, yeah, her solution is better, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my solution on the shelf and take hers and run with it. So by, by doing these steps of listening, opening, reflecting, and releasing before I make my choice of action, I can be more in alignment with the circumstances and use that to get into a state of flow. Good, good. And what, what problems do people have in trying to uh, apply this, the Lorax idea? I think, well, attachment, I mean, <laughs> this is like Buddhism has been talking about this for millennia. Um, for me, I often get into attachment of how I think things are supposed to go. And that, that can be difficult. That's an important step in the process. One other thing that I think gets in the way for a lot of folks that have told me this, that uh, flow often is leading us, I think, to heal, to heal parts of ourselves that need healing and, and growth. And sometimes that leads through pain, through difficult experiences. And we've, People, we'll come, we've come, sorry, we will continue this. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest is Sky Nelson. They are here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.future... Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Of God, amen.com. You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV. Plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like X Zone, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to CC with BB. That was a song about my dog and me and a major coincidence early in my life that led me to where we are right now, talking to Sky Nelson, author of Living in the Flow, Science of Synchronicity and How Your Choices Shape Your World. Sky, we just talked about the difficulty sometimes in doing the Lorax thing, which is mostly giving up attachment to ideas that we have about the way things should be. Uh, talk more about how problematic that is for people and other problems in the Lorax idea. Well, when I was dealing with the the sprinkler head and I thought I wanted to solve the problem by getting a, a low-volume sprinkler head in order to reclaim some of the water pressure in the rest of my yard, I thought I knew the proper solution and I would have walked into that store and come home and maybe had a solution work out. But, or maybe not, maybe I would have gotten the wrong thing because I would have been, I was approaching the situation from a place of stress, trying to solve the problem that I had, thinking that I might not solve it, dealing with my daughter who was talking at me and trying to manage the multiple inputs of information. And that that's really an example of the amount of stress we deal with on a daily basis. There's just a constant influx of information and lists of things we have to take care of. Yes. And flow is a, and is a way of noticing that information and, and trusting that some of that information is actually useful if we can see it a little differently. So when my daughter, instead of just becoming a source of noise that was annoying to me, became a source of potentially useful information, and I realized that she was handing me a different solution that would cap off the sprinkler head and, and give me back all that water pressure, because I actually didn't need any sprinkler in that zone, I had to really open my mind to realize I didn't need a sprinkler head. I could. I could just cap it off. And I didn't think of that before. I didn't think of it on my own. And this is why I think this is so crucial, like in politics, you know, there are things we don't think of on our own. We need each other to come up with ideas that we can't think of ourselves. 
And this is a really big one for me, learning to collaborate with people and realize that the, the contributions that my partner and my daughter and my uh, music producer and all these people have are actually carrying the seeds of divine ideas or however you want to call them that are coming from uh, or, or coming in a way that can bring me solutions I couldn't see on my own. And so that's where the releasing of my own preconceived ideas allows me to get into the flow and into relationship really with the people in my life and the circumstances in my life. It, it's, it's a belief to start with that you are surrounded by helpful inputs if you just pay attention. Yeah, it's a belief that, that that's true and, and that gets us in the space where we can pay attention to it. But it is more than a belief, it's a worldview, just like, you know, using your cell phone when you pick it up to use it, you believe that it will work, but it's not working because you believe it will work, right? There's, there's laws to it, and I believe that there are laws to the way that the cosmos brings us responsive actions. It, so it, us it, to it, it, gets, more, it gets more reality. It's not just a, a When I say belief, uh, you've got to start with it. You've got to believe yeah. that it's possible to be out there. And once you start believing, it's like believing that the coincidences are worthwhile, which is what I've been doing for a, a lot of my life, and then trying to see how practical they can become. So it, it's a step towards recognizing principles about the way reality works. And that's what you're describing. You, if you believe, you can start seeing. And once you start seeing, you start experiencing. Once you start experiencing, you then bring that in to your decision-making process, and then you see how it works, and then you get to spiral it up into even more and more activity like it. Absolutely. And in the end, I think it builds a worldview. Yes. And that worldview is not just based on philosophy. It's, it's supported, I think, by the, our understanding of, of physics. And by pragmatics. Yes, I mean, I, I am I am less a theoretician and much more a pragmatics person. And when you start doing stuff like you did, or like I went down to the Monroe Institute, I'm going there, and no, I don't know, I'm gonna see what happens. I, yeah. It was I couldn't have designed it any better. The whole thing that happened down there, but a variety of other things. That once you start working like that, you begin to see that there is something that to this belief that you can make it happen and without having to surrender to entirely, without having to control it entirely. I've got to define who's going to, who I'm going to see when and how that thing's going to work. And that, that it becomes a principle about how we operate within the framework of our current context. Yeah, and I can, I'd like to tie it back into the first thing I said, where I, I said most of us misunderstand life most of the time. We yeah, can't good. see our experiences clearly. Yeah. But synchronicities are the times, are the things that happen when we do understand our life experiences and we do see clearly. Because those few times when we really understand what life is sending us, like it might be a, a job opportunity that we f at first say to ourselves, there's no way I can do that. I, they're never going to take my application. And then we deal with some internal, you know, inner healing that we need to do in order to realize that is for me. I'm going to go for it. And then we apply for that job. That's where the synchronicities show up. They're showing up to, it's like heaven and earth move in response to our commitment to moving in a certain direction. But for some reason, I'm going to uh, Santa Fe at the beginning of May. I, I really don't know why. Uh, I kind of felt the urge to do it. There's a guy, uh, Larry Dossie, I want to see. But it's like, 
I really don't know why I'm going there. And it's 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 like it's a nice place to go and all that, but it it it's more conscious than I've ever really been in doing something just to see what happens because I feel like I want to do it or need to do it or whatever the right words are. Larry's great. I'm happy you're going to see him. A wonderful person, human being and great work he does. What I love about what you just said is that we, for a lot of my life and trying to experience synchronicity, I've been looking outside myself to look for, well, what is life telling me I should do? Like, is life supporting this idea of going to Santa Fe? Are the tickets cheap enough? Do I get the right, perfect uh, alignment of my hotel or whatever it may be? And as I've evolved in this process, I've come to see that again and again, the circumstances fall into place around whatever decision I make. And so the decision I make comes starts to come more from noticing my inner drive like what is it that i really am after in my life right now it's not coming from outside of me and trusting that as i commit to that and dive in regardless of what obstacles show up that the circumstances begin to unfold in ways that is useful so i think it's a way of dissolving blocks that can show up because of our inner commitment to a certain path good uh, you you write about subjective versus objective meaning. What 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 do you mean by those two things? Uh, objective meaning is what we're what I call the thing that we're most mostly used to, which is that. Um, oh, sorry, su subjective meaning. Let me let me switch those around. Subjective meaning is what most people think of as meaning, and that's why physicists don't like to talk about meaning as a science, because you know if I walk down a dark alley and I see you, and you're a friend, and I reach out to shake your hand, you might have had an experience previously where you, you were you know, unsafe in that situation. And so you might react really negatively to me reaching out my hand, even though there's really nothing objectively wrong. You're not in danger, but you feel like you're in danger. And so that's the subjective experience, and that's why it's so hard to describe meaning in physics terms, because we assume it's just the subjective perception. It's relegated to psychology. I think that there's also this thing called objective meaning, which has to do with a concept I call symbolic momentum. As we make choices in our life, we move through this tree of possibilities and we move towards areas of the tree that have more apples because those apples are actually weighing down the branches and making them more likely to happen. So we get closer to these apples. And as we do so, uh, we become more likely to experience the synchronicity that leads us to a particular type of outcome, the, the apples themselves. This is an example of objective meaning because uh, I'm increasing the probability of a certain qualitative experience. Let's say I think of the word, I, I tell you the word coffee, and that gives you a feeling in your body, not just an image in your head, but a feeling of drinking coffee and the euphoria that comes. And then you, you go try and find some coffee that increases your, your momentum towards having an experience where you have those, those feelings in your body. So, you are, this is what I call objective meaning because you're actually taking steps towards a particular type of qualitative outcome. And that might show up in the form of an actual cup of coffee or a cappuccino, or it could show up, someone gives you a bar of dark chocolate at work that's unexpected, or some other way in which you get the same type of experience that's objectively measurable, that it, it resonates with what you were talking, what you were looking for, but it might be not the experience you imagined. Uh, we got a minute left. And 
the symbolic momentum, I think, is a great idea. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing symbolic momentum with the idea of synchronicity and coincidences. I just keep putting more energy and ideas and talking with people like you on the show and other times and writing stuff and trying to make something happen. What's, what, where's, where's the symbolic momentum of coincidence synchronicity going? Well, the more that you, the idea is that it sort of creates a sense of faith in life. If I know that every action I take is meaningful, then it moves me to some part of the tree that's a little more surrounded by the apples that I'm seeking, assuming that I'm conscious of what I'm trying to create here and taking intentional steps in that direction, then I can trust that all the hard work I'm doing in my life and all the work you're doing putting into your show is not just creating, making sure the episode goes well, it's also weaving into your life other opportunities that will show up that will be beneficial good you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host Dr. Bernie Bugman MD on the X-Zone Broadcast Network we're talking with Sky Nelson I loved him They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Belltv.com Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And that song is about the two Laura Buxtons, an amazing coincidence you can read about in my book. We are talking with Sky Nelson. Uh, and we're getting into the ideas of synchronicity and symbolic momentum and how each of us in our own way are trying to bring uh, the usefulness of synchronicity and coincidences in everyday life. Uh, and and y- you've also talked about how coincidences uh, have influenced scientific discovery and creative pursuit. And I'm particularly interested how your music and how writing about synchronicity weave together. I see synchronicity as a way of making use of life's experiences and showing up open-minded to the world. And so much of what goes on in my life is preconceived notions of how I want the world to go. And I'm not open-minded when I, when I start my day. Like, I have a, th- a way things want to, I want them to go. And music gives me an opportunity in my life. It's like a field of, of existence where I have to show up more authentically and more in the flow in order to be successful at it. When I, when I perform for people, it's, it's really essential that I learn how to connect with them as an audience. And, and often that comes from adapting to circumstances in the right way that might show up. And, and that, so the, the, the idea of bringing more authenticity is an is a application of um, being in flow with life. And so I see, I see my music career as a way of practicing what I'm learning about in my studies of synchronicity from a scientific perspective. Yeah. And I see uh, dance as doing that same thing for me. Every every week when I dance, there's more of the flow. And I don't know, I've really gotten into energy um, and energy exchanges between and among people. Because uh, when you do a when you're playing in a, with a band, I mean the guys are playing with each other uh, and off of each other, and the energy between and among with me and people at dance is pretty amazing. What do you what do you do with energy, and how does that relate to synchronicity? 
Well, I like it. it sort of brings back to what you were talking about earlier, the, that asynchronicity for me might also be something that's useful or beneficial for someone else. So when I was in graduate school doing my master's degree, uh, in my second semester, it was the time to pick my thesis advisor. And I had purposely waited because there was no one in the department that I was really certain would, would be the right match. And this semester, there was a new teacher. And he was actually going to teach my quantum mechanics class, which I was about to start. So I, I, I sort of thought, maybe this is the right match. And I did some research, and I looked at his papers, and I realized he was really in alignment with this. He's working on string theory and stuff I was really interested in learning. So I'm, I did my research. I read some of his papers. I'm like preparing, how am I going to meet this guy? sort of make myself stand out. On the first day of classes, I get to class. I don't know where class is, so I go to the office door and I look at the wall and I'm reading the, the locations. And I have to jump out of the way because the door opens suddenly. And this person walks by and I look up for a second and then I flash and I go, wait, I think that's him. And so I, I, take a, I step out of my comfort zone, like you were saying, I, 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 I grab the opportunity and I, I say, hey, are you, this, are you so-and-so? And he says, yeah, I'm trying to find class. Do you know where it is? And I said, yeah, I think I do. And so we ended up meeting. I was the first student he met on campus. And we went, I showed him the way to class. And then it was great for me. He became my thesis advisor. And it was great for him because I became his first student that graduated under his uh, direction. So that's how I found this great relationship for myself. Hidden in what you just descri described um, is that you, he was new you were new to his class and by accident we'll say uh you ran into each other and you started talking and you were able to help him and in those trend in transition synchronicity is much more likely to happen and the same thing happened with this the the person who's the new head of the Monroe institute i i knew that there was an openness with him and also with me since that was the first time i went to the monroe institute for us to be able to link where over time he would get more encrusted in his social network i would have learned the monroe institute through different people and the openness for connection would have been less likely yes i think when we put ourselves when we do our preparation we do a little homework to sort of think about how we want things to go or what kind of outcomes were after. Like I knew that I had an intention to work with this person, but I wasn't attached to it going a certain way. And I dove into a situation that had a lot of variables, a lot of uncertainty, putting myself in a new situation. And all that together allows for the, all the many, many branches on the tree. And therefore the ones that are more meaningful can sort of be woven together by life. That, that being in ambiguity that being in uncertainty, which a lot of people don't like. Uh, they they want to have it all laid out. Um, but putting yourself into that ambiguity is where lots of things can happen, which is why I keep describing the fact that in transition, which is often accompanied by ambiguity and uncertainty, that's when stuff can pop through that if you're paying attention, you can grab and make happen, just as you did with that physics professor. Well, and I want to tie back to something I mentioned briefly earlier, that oftentimes flow is leading us towards an experience of healing or growth. And sometimes that leads through painful experiences or difficulties. And so being able to tolerate ambiguity is an important skill and being able to willing to go into some of those difficult experiences we might want to avoid otherwise can allow us to get through that because that's where the flow is leading us through that 
difficulty into a better place or some healing. Excellent. Uh, tell us about some of the things you are doing, Sky, and with your book and other things. Uh, I'm doing, continuing to do research to back up this theory. I have this book, Living in Flow, that came out this past few months, and I'm traveling to support the book, giving talks, and I do workshops. I've developed a workshop over the past five years that uh, helps people in groups get clearer on seeing synchronicities that already appear in their life and giving them tools like the Lorax process and some other tools that allow us to uh, notice any fear we might have and find ways to use our own strengths, ways we already know how to be into flow to uh, apply to the places in our lives where we might be struggling with it. Besides Lorax, what sort of things do you talk about in your workshops? Well, I've got a, an exercise called flow, which is uh, identifying your fear, seeing what you feel you might lose from that fear, from if that, if that thing happens, opening uh, or to what might occur, that's the O part, and being willing, W, to allow that thing to occur, just so that we can unblock ourselves from our resistance to the flow. And how, and I, go ahead. I find that working, you know, working with groups is a great way. I think it's really important to apply this type of uh, understanding of synchronicity and flow to every aspect of our lives, whether it's in our businesses or in our personal lives, and that's our creative lives. And so I seek to really help people become more authentic in their in, in all aspects of their lives. How does how does uh, being in the flow uh, with synchronicity help people become more authentic? I think synchronicity and flow are tools to help us uh, become more clear on who we are. We have to constantly be reflecting on in that step of reflection, reflecting on what it is we're really standing for, and a lot of times that allows us to clear out obstacles or blocks that we might have and become more willing to speak up authentically about what we care about in life. And how, do, how does all this fit with spiritual development, Sky? Uh, ultimately, it comes back to our inner state. Synchronicities are not telling us what we should do from the outside, but reflecting to us what we believe about ourselves, what our core beliefs are. And so as we refine our core beliefs, we become more able to uh, take advantage of the synchronicities in our life. Yeah, the inside is being reflected outside, and then we can see ourselves. It's a mirror that we can then do something with. A final, final, a final question is: What does what does synchronicity have to do with uh, interpersonal development? I think that uh, when we become more capable of going with the circumstances and knowing when to take control and when to surrender control, we are able to be more in alignment with others, leave more space for others, and also take space for ourselves. Maybe our, our challenge is to take more space. It's different for everybody, but allows us to be in that relationship authentically. Well, that, I think it's a crucial question, and maybe we'll get to that some other time. But we've come to the end of this program, Sky, uh, author of Living in the Flow, um, the the science of synchronicity and how your choices shape the world. Thank you very much for being with us at the X-Zone Broadcast Network. I'm Dr. Bernie Beipin, MD.
If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 